This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne. Some people call me the best friend of the Philly fanatic. And I'm here with my co-host, good buddy, John Brazier, director of Fun and Games. How are you, John? Tom, it's good. We got our maiden voyage uh, out of the way. It was great. I shouldn't say out of the way because it was a, uh, a classic one with Chrissy Long. And as we mentioned last time, we have so, there was so many stories about the birth of the fanatic, which she was a part of. She's really the mother of the fanatic. And Kite Man and Cannon Man, and we didn't even get into, well, I guess we got into Cash Scramble. But there's so many things we could have covered. But now we have a different guest today. We do, we do. It's uh, we're going to bring him on in a minute. Um, Scott Brandeth, our director of merchandising. Uh, we're really excited to talk to Scott. There's a lot going on in Scott's world, and uh, he's been here for a long time, and he's been a fan for a long time. Uh, so we have a lot planned today, J- uh, John. We got uh, Scott. We're going to bring on. Uh, of course, last week you surprised me with a version of the backstage challenge. Yep. Is that what we're calling it? Sure. Is it backstage. <laughs> that's that's it, good off the be, top of your head thinking right there. Should it be backstage trivia challenge or backstage challenge? We'll just go with the backstage challenge. The backstage challenge, which we're going to present some trivia questions to players when they get back from the road trip. But right now, I'm actually going to turn the tables on you later in the show, and I've got some trivia questions for you. Hopefully, hopefully. they're not baseball related. <laughs> no, because I know you know nothing. <laughs> I know about nothing baseball. about baseball. And then actually, the, at the end of the show, I do have a big announcement about the Fanatic. Uh, we're getting ready to make a big announcement. Uh, and so hang on for that. And also, I just want to say we're joined by Rob Brooks, our engineer. We actually have an engineer. Yeah, Rob, uh, you know, he, he wasn't here last week. We were our own engineers, and that's the last time we'll ever do that again. Well, we, it was really me. And yes. I got to say that my when I told my wife that, she laughed because whenever there's anything mechanical in the house, she has to do everything. And I basically am like getting a screwdriver, getting this, and had to put my manlyhood in my, in my back pocket. <laughs> so uh, the fact that I engineered that and it actually somehow came across. Now, I did have help with uh, tubes and a couple other people, to, which buttons to push. Well, all I remember, John, is last week, Rob Brooks, wa- he, he couldn't be here. He walked us through what has to happen, and basically your only job was to hit one button. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, and, that was tough. And you hit that the was one tough. button. It's a lot of buttons up there. And nothing happened. Right. But uh, I think we got it all together. It's great to have Rob here. So, But it's really uh, great to have our first guest. Let's bring him right on, John. Again, uh, he's our director of merchandising. Uh, he's been here for a long time. Uh, and, you know, John, we talked last week a little bit about uh, what's cool about working for the Phillies is there's so many people who work here who love the Phillies as a kid. You know, and so you're, they're kind of living out their dream. We feel like we're living out our dream. We have a lot of people like that. And our next guest, Scott Brander, pretty much uh, embodies that. You know, he's, he's, he was a fan growing up, and we're just happy to have you. Scott, welcome to Phillies Backstage. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, this is great. I, I listened to the first podcast. You guys did a, did a great job. I mean, Brage had a little trouble with his uh, 
trivia que- trivia questions. But uh, <laughs> Dave yeah. Raymond threw me off. The sitting president, <laughs> the former sitting president, that just it, it threw the semantics threw me off. I was uh, on my commute home that day, uh, cruising through East Falls, and just shaking my head at this sitting <laughs> president, former whatever. But it was it was it was quality radio. I got to tell you that. All right. Well, well thanks, Scott. Yeah, and uh, you know, we again we were talking about uh, you know it's pretty cool when you're a kid and you're a Phillies fan. Now you're working for the Phillies. How did you become a Phillies fan to begin with? Do you have some early memories, like when you when you first started to become a fan? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just I remember, you know, we had we had some season not season tickets, but we had access to tickets section three fourteen, I believe it was behind uh, the the first base the Phillies dugout, and I remember coming with my entire family. Uh, I remember I was six years old when the when the fanatic made his debut, so I. I remember, you know, I don't know if it was that year or the next year or whatever, uh, you know, chasing the Fanatic up and down the steps. Um, I mean, I'll never forget the the uh, the World Series. Obviously, I was, you know, in that prime. I was eight years old. And um, my parents actually were on a college visit with my sisters, my older sisters, and they went to the game and did not tell my brother and I. So my brother and I were home. Uh, with my grandparents, and my grandmother was just a diehard Phillies fan. I mean, she listened to every game. She lived and died, and it was funny. They were typical grandparents, always kind of bickering back and forth a little bit, and we watched the we watched the clincher, game six, with my grandparents, and after the, they won, I mean, it was – I'd never seen them like that. They were just beside them. It was 97 years. They were probably 70 years old or something at the time, and they had never seen a World Series. Uh, and they were just they were just beyond, uh, beyond themselves, just having such a great time and being funny and stuff. And so it was a great memory as a kid. And I wasn't even at the game; my parents were, but I was home with my grandparents and my brother. It was awesome. All right, now Scott, we said that your title is director of merchandise, but that could be a little bit of, not a misnomer, but a little confusing in the sense that you do your merchandise, but also really the giveaways. Yep. Really, for me, for me. And that's got to be awesome because, again, giveaways have been going on since 19 – well, before 1971. Yep. Um, and now yeah, – so you probably got a lot as a kid. And now basically for the last 23, 24 years, you've been in charge of basically deciding which giveaways uh, the Phillies yeah, do it, every year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unbelievable that they, uh, they let us play with toys like this for a living. And uh, it's – you know, we just uh, – we've got a great, great crew now in the, in the merchandising department with Eric and Mike Roach helping out because – they're younger, uh, so they're kind of more in in tune with some of the younger kids. It's it's great that I have young kids, you have young kids. I see what they come home from school with. Like what what is what are those uh, fourth graders, sixth graders wearing? Because I don't quite know. But if 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 my son's wearing high socks, I'm like, wait a minute, that's all these kids are wearing high socks now right now. We've done that I think twice in the last three years, and we're going to do it again this year. And hooded sweatshirts. That's all they wear is hooded sweatshirts, and we've done hooded sweatshirts two years in a row. So By the way, the hooded sweatshirt, my daughter absolutely loves, and my wife was amazed how the high quality of that sweatshirt. Um, I mean, really, it's unbelievable. It, yeah, it's it's we. The, I got to give credit to the you know the the the, the people holding the purse purse strings here. They were they were good with it. We did spend a lot more than we we normally do, but you know it happened to be freezing out, and it was it was a great quality. I. Uh, the next day at, at Little League practice, all 12 guys got one of those things, and they were all fired up, so it was it was really cool. You know, what's cool about you having this job, Scott, not just because you're a fan, oh, isn't it nice to work for the Phillies, but you really tap 
those uh, experiences when you were a kid for the, the things that worked back then. You mm -hmm. have a good history of the giveaways that worked back then. And certainly, you know, with your kids, you know what's going on today. But uh, it's really cool to watch, uh, you know, you kind of look up, you know, what we've done in the past, how many we've given away, what was popular, and some of that stuff we've brought back. Uh, do you tap those experiences? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think there's, I mean, I think one of the best things about the Phillies is is we've been here since 1883, and we have this, this unbelievable tradition, uh, some great years, some not so great years, but we've been around for a long time, and starting with Mr. Giles, and, and when he came in 70s and 71, and, you know, like you guys talked about last week, is totally turned this place into a, he was getting people here, and it was the bat days of the world, and it was uh, baseball gloves, and it was bucket hats. We, I remember when I first kind of started in this thing, I'm like, we got to bring the bucket hat back, and we, we did a bucket hat back in 98, and we're doing one again in a couple of weeks for the Fanatic. It's a it's a kind of one of those giveaway staples uh, of, uh, of the baseball season, along with the bat days, and we we gave out a million rally towels there for for a, a number of years, and that was a that was a that was a great thing, uh, and it you know, added a added a lot to the ballpark. You'll never see that again because white rally towels are banned right uh, from baseball. So uh, when you because when it you, interferes with the, the playing, uh, yeah, the, I guess the, they have the a tough time the, picking the, up the ball. Yeah, the on field. I mean, I, I guess it can't be that tough since they let it go for you know five or six years in the most important games in baseball. But I, I, I guess after talking with the the, the on field folks, they, they said might as well not even. Yeah, make it an issue when they and they took those out. Of the so game. you can use other colors, but not white. Not white. Yeah, huh. yeah. So we'll, we'll, you know, when we get back there, we'll we'll see what we. Red rally towels don't exactly work as much. We've tried those because a lot of people are wearing red, and you don't really see them. So we'll we'll figure it out. Hopefully, we'll figure it out soon. Was there any truth to uh, the fact that uh, the everybody waving those towels and the threads and there's actually stuff that comes off those towels and creates like a little bit of a, a cloud of. Not that, I, not, okay. that I, not that I've heard. Not that know. I've heard, no. All right, Scott, so I was looking through some of the old giveaways, starting when Vet Stadium opened up in 1971, and it's really it's classic. First of all, there wasn't a lot of giveaways, you know, per year, and they even put on some of the promotions, you know, the, the old, old-timers game. Um, but, uh, but a couple things that were hilarious, when you look at some of the things, they had a halter top night, okay, <laughs> uh, which you probably can't do these days. Uh, you definitely had the tube socks nights. You had circus night. You had picnic cup day. What, what is a picnic cup day? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> you had Pre me. You had gym shorts day. Oh, that's great. You know, because remember, like, the old, I'm sure that they're all, like, I think, picture Doc, you know, Julius yep. Irving in those really small. Short shorts. Yeah. Short shorts. Yeah, like the, the, the gym right? teacher in the Goldbergs rocking those bike shorts or something like exactly that. Exactly right. You had, in 1983, uh, we did a Dickie turtleneck. Oh. Now, the Dickie turtlenecks are basically, the, they're not the full turtleneck. It's basically, it's a turtleneck, and it looks like a full turtleneck. But right, there's, there's no shirt to it. It's just uh, Eddie, uh, cousin Eddie, didn't he wear one of those? Did he wear a Dickie turtleneck? I, I believe well, he did. And, yeah. and about the Dickie turtleneck, they 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 came up with an award yes. in, in the '80s because that really they 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 pointed to that one as being the worst <laughs> giveaway of all time. So I think we should bring it back, <laughs> yeah, right? We well, we, 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 yeah, and we put we put actually employees' names yeah. on this award. It was a Dickie, it was a bronze Dickie turtleneck, yep. and there was a, and it had just like like any award ceremony. We would put people's names who had the worst promotion. Thank God that didn't extend because my name would be on there probably about five <laughs> times. And Tom, I think you'd be on there too. What else did you have? You had painters' hat night. Yep. You we had, brought that back again uh, late late in the. Uh, in the vet, we gave away a radio, radio day mm -hmm. uh, to 1986. And the funny thing is, too, 
that we started, do you know when we started segmenting the different demographics, in other words, kids 14 under, uh, all men 15 and over, or all women, we started doing that in 1983. Uh, you would have thought we would have done that a lot earlier, but uh, but 1983 was the first time we really did. That that may be, I just may not have filled in the oh, previous you might not years. have put that on there. <laughs> uh, so, it was, so it was your fault. But it... But it is funny. I mean, you get thermos day, some other things. They're that, classics. Uh, yeah, some total straw hat day. And then we had a lot of bat days. We had a Schmidt bat day. You had a Von Hayes bat day. Juan Samuel bat day. You had a Tommy Herr glove day. You had a helmet. I sit- was there for Tommy Herr glove day. I remember there you go. That. Oh, is that yeah. right? Oh, sure. I, I remember one of the, uh, the uh, uh, checkbook covers. Mellon Bank prior to Citizens Bank. There yeah, was a yeah. checkbook cover. And I had it for years. <laughs> Absolutely years. Well, you had a uh, helmet cereal bowl. That's right. a good one. And that was sponsored by Kellogg's. You had a, Tom, you would love this, a Seersucker Fanatic cap. That oh, was, yeah. That was given away in 1992, a Seersucker yep. Fanatic cap. And a, and a rack sack. What is a rack sack? I don't know. Is you, that like you a get, little sleeping you gotta bag go to, You got to go to Kurt Funk on those pre-1995 uh, <laughs> ones. Yeah, so it was. Uh, we did flip flops in two thousand and one. I was here for that. Oh God, that was a great. Th- th- there's a great Harry Callis story for that. What happened? We, they, we we did those, and they had a imprint on the bottom. So if you walked on the beach, it it spelled out Phillies. Yes. And they were, and we were we were talking about what sizes to do or whatever. And they they kind of came out a little bit. We did like two or three sizes, but they came out a little little bit big. And after one of the games, maybe it was that game where we were promoting promoting the flip flops. We were sitting in the press club with Harry Callis, and he uh, he's like, you know, all women fifteen and over tomorrow with big feet get <laughs> <laughs> big feet. <laughs> it was great. Well, speaking of Harry, did he like the uh, talking Harry doll that we did back in the nineties? Oh, yeah. We did that in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. two thousand. He, he okay. it's funny because we we had never done anything like that. I remember being in the mall and being in Spencer's gifts, and I saw a. Um, uh, the the Austin Powers. There was one of those, and it was called a Silly Slammer. So we called the company. Harry was coming up on his thirtieth year or something, and uh, and we did it. We ordered it. You know, you have to order well in advance. And I remember the ticket sales picking up. And then the day before the game or the day of the game, he's on the back cover of the Daily News holding that thing. I remember. And that I'm picture. like, we're gonna have we're gonna have trouble here. We, that was we, awesome. We I mean, you may hit not. It, for those who don't remember, you hit it and it had three different sayings. It had struck it about. Yep. It had uh, that balls out of here. That balls mm-hmm. out of here. And then the third one was Phil's win. I think was it Phil's win. Oh, yeah, it might have been Phil's win. Yeah. Now, how about the uh, for years, someone in our marketing department uh, had been pushing for a talking. Chooch and also a talking uh, Charlie, Charlie doll. Right. I thought a talking Charlie doll would have been great. We would have gone to Charlie Manuel and asked him what we, we would give him the the leeway to say what do you want to, you know what three expressions because there's a lot of Charlie expressions you couldn't put on a you know on a giveaway all kids fourteen and under. Uh, but Chooch would have been great too. Fastball, curveball, slider. slider. <laughs> That's a it's a great idea. And we you know this is the tenth anniversary. We just didn't quite. Couldn't get there. Didn't quite get there. But right. we're, we're going to have. I I just saw yesterday the the sculpt of the um, of the of the Toyota Bradledge bobble figurine for uh, Alumni Day in, in August, and it's you know it's the it's the shot of of him raising his hand after the. It looks at least in sculpt form right now. It looks really cool. Now really you also cool. didn't take my idea. We're doing tube socks, as you said. 
But my idea was to have Fransky in L.A., but have Fransky on both socks, but L.A. only on one sock because he's only working half the games. Uh, 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 another, that's, that's still on the cutting room floor? Another great idea. I, uh, there's probably a pattern here, right? Is, <laughs> yeah. there, is there a These pattern? These are all rejected <laughs> Brazier <laughs> yes. ideas. It's a, it's a, it's a cluttered uh, cutting room floor. i got to give well, Brazier the credit, though, for the Harry and Whitey dual bobblehead. That was Mr. That, I think that, that was the first dual bobblehead doll in the yep. history of bobblehead dolls. There was one of our Wednesday meetings. We thought, well, what do we do? And then we, we, nobody had ever, I don't know if anybody had ever done them. And then he's like, why don't you put them both together? And we're like, you had to put them both together. My goodness, Brazier. So I get a good idea once every 20 years. Yeah, that, so, yeah, yeah. you're due. So you're due. You're due. Uh, for now, now, thinking of bad ideas, oh boy. actually it's more bad execution, is... Sometimes you have to go to the players, right, to get their buy-off? Occasionally, yes. And was there like a blanket that something happened uh, with one of our outfielders yeah the- yes but but there's there's a there's a great lesson in that like if you ever um when you screw up a giveaway, yes. do it in May after you've won the World Series. <laughs> yes. And it's a well, why don't you tell that story for those a, listeners out there? Yeah, so it it was the um, it was the Jason Worth Mother's Day fleece blanket in uh, in 2009 and it came. It arrived on Thursday prior to the Sunday giveaway, and I remember Eric Pesh coming upstairs because they had just delivered, and he and he and he chose it to me, and uh, he had pink lips, and it was clearly a mistake by the manufacturer, and we're like, uh, oh boy, what do we do here? Went to c- talk to Kurt, uh, and it was, and we, and we literally we did we did not. Uh, I think we had already made the decision not to give it away. We figured out that we would give out a uh, a print instead with a coupon, you know, apologizing that they could pick it up in three months before we went down. Uh, and Bonnie Clark went down to, to kind of show it to Jason. Well, and I had warmed him up a little bit. I had been down there, and I said, hey, Jason, did you hear about your blanket? He's like, what? I'm like, uh, a, <laughs> somebody's going to be coming down here and uh, telling you that something might have gone wrong with the with the blanket. But he was cool about it, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was fine. And again, it was we, we – and I think it was it was one of those early years when when we had uh, email addresses for a majority of the people that had bought tickets, so we were able to shoot out an email and basically warn them you're not gonna you're not gonna get it. So it wasn't like people didn't you know when they came in right away. Most people kind of knew and and were fine. We gave them something else. We gave them a coupon, so it, it, it worked out. And obviously, people were we were still pretty good. And now, now what happy. happens yes. when someone gets traded? Right before a giveaway is given out, uh, hundred pence. Hundred pence. Uh, it happens. It, it's. I think that might have been the only time it happened. Uh, it happened with Kurt Schilling, but we. It, it was just a poster, and we we just redid the poster because it wasn't. It wasn't a Kurt Schilling poster. He was just in it with a bunch of guys. Uh, but the hundred pence thing. Uh, I think that was what 2012, and uh, you know we 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 were we were going to give it away. Like we had advertised it for. For a long period of time, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Sit on forty thousand of these and put them in a warehouse? Uh, and and Hunter was great about it. We did a postcard uh, with a quote from him saying how proud he was of, of his year here. And and we also actually had enough time, thanks to Fathead, because you can produce these things pretty quickly. Chooch was playing really well uh, at that point, so we did a, a, a Chooch Fathead uh, and gave that away with the 
with the Hunter Pence. So there was still an active player giveaway. So the, the fans made out, all right, they got what they wanted. They got an extra thing. And I, I, I mean, that was probably the, the – I got the most calls prior to that, that, you know, what are you – what are you going to do here? He's gone, but it, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, it usually does, Scott. Hey, this good stuff, Scott. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we want to talk a little bit uh, about what's going to be going on this year, uh, some of our current players. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. It's time to celebrate moms at Mother's Appreciation Day, brought to you by HERS, featuring a stylish Phillies pullover for women age 15 and over during the Mets series. Sunday, May 13th at 1.35. Order at phillies.com. And we're back. Phillies backstage with John Brazier and our special guest, Scott Branderth, our director of merchandising. And, John, I know you've been doing a lot of research. You came up with some uh, questions, some trivia questions for Scott. Well, yes, and I was doing a lot of research. Scott sent me all the giveaways and promotions, and it was pretty interesting. Before I get into the quick quiz, first fireworks was 1973 throw out some stuff. The first cash scramble, 1975. The first photo day, 1982. Uh, instant vacation, we talked about that with Chrissy, the first instant vacation, which is kind of crazy. They, they literally packed their bags ready to go that night, 1986. Um, so that's a little, just a little first. Now I've got a little quiz for you, Scott. I'm going to put you on the spot here. All right. The first bobblehead, what, uh, who was it? And around what, I'll give you a leeway of about three years. And what year? Uh, it was um, Larry. No, Larry Boa. You're right. No, no, no. Pat Burrell. It was Pat Burrell. I have Larry Boa oh, in geez. 2001. Yeah, Burrell was earlier in 2001. This is another John Brazier led well, trivia. The, I'm just going with the information they give me. Uh, <laughs> who, who, what player had the most bobbles with four? Wow. How about that one? Huh? Um. Uh, I'll give you a hint that it was... Hold on, hold on. It's got to be Ryan, Ryan Howard. Ryan probably. Howard with right. four. You are correct. Go. MVP uh, one. You mentioned Harry and White. You were the first dual bobble. What was their only other dual bobble? Phil and Phyllis. Phil and Phyllis. Very good. 2003. Can you name the three players with three bobbles that were in second place? Chase Utley. Yep. Um, Jimmy. That would have been my guess. Jimmy, I'll actually, as far as my homework, only had two. Maybe he did have But these two. guys had three. Who did I say, Chase? You said Chase. And so I only got one? You only got one, but you can, you can say <laughs> two more. Tom, you can help Matt if you want. Fanatic? No, no. Fanatic no. only had two. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, Chooch? Chooch with another one, yeah. Chooch had two. Well, I have, I have Chooch have three, according to your sheet that you gave me. Huh. How about that Cliff Lee? No, but he is a lefty. Cole Hamels. Cole. All right, last Cole quiz. Hamels. I'm going to give this one to, to Tom Burgoyne, wow. actually. Which player did not have their own bobble? Which player did not have their own bobble? A, Placido Polanco. B, Jamie Moyer. C, Scott Rowland. D, Roy Oswald. So you have Polanco, Moyer, Rowland, or Oswald. Do you know this, Scott? Yes, he does. I'm going to go Roy Oswald. That is incorrect. Scott, tell him the right answer. Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland. Pre-bobbleheads. Pre oh, Pre-bobbleheads. See that? All right. Well, thanks yeah. for playing. There's no parting <laughs> well, gifts. Not necessarily pre-bobbleheads, but we didn't get around to him. Because, and then he was gone. Right. right. And the first figurine yeah. was actually it was a Schmidt-Hayes figurine, which I'm not quite sure. I'm assuming yeah. it was Charlie Hayes. Yeah, I don't know what that was either. Right? No, it was Hayes probably, right? Was it? No, because it was um, uh, 1990. 
Was it 1990? Yeah, 1990. Probably Charlie. Yeah, I don't know what that. I'm not. I don't know what that was. Huh. Yeah. You, you got me. All right. Well, let's Tom. Let's go into the uh, current yeah. schedule. Yeah. Well, we have the current schedule. Hey, by the way, you know what one of my favorite bobblehead dolls was was Randy Wolf because you gave him a uh, his pitching arm was a a wolf like an arm. He had a furry a arm. Furry arm with the black black uh, fingernails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I that love was, that. That was the first year here. Did he like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think he did. and we and we put a little wolf we. The, on the back of the base, we had like the outfield, the right field um, stands, and we had a little Wolfpack sign in the stands because that, that was the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack came was from always, the vet to here. Yeah. Sure, they yeah. were always coming. Yeah, yeah that, well, was a, that was a cool one. You know, so this year, you know, we're we're looking at the schedule a little bit, and again with the players, it, it, I think it's kind of cool that you go down. Uh, just I know you brought up the uh, Odubel uh, Herrera mm-hmm. emoji cap. Um, and uh, that's Tasty Cake, uh, presented by Tasty Cake. But uh, did you go down and show Odubel what that looked like? No, uh, that was uh, – he might have seen the emoji before because that's, that's from an M- a phillies.com thing. But uh, actually, Scott Palmer, when we came down to spring training, uh, Scott, uh, when, when, when John unveiled all the, all the giveaways in the dugout there before a game, Scott had tracked him down and, and did a little taping with, with him. So he got, a, he got a kick out of it. I don't think it fit on top of his head with the, uh, <laughs> right, with the, the lettuce with the he's got do. working now. But. Yeah, I was going to say, he has a lot of different looks. Yeah. So you had to figure out which – you, you just went with MLB emoji. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny that that's a good point. It's like when you're doing bobbleheads or you're doing something like uh, Mike Roach this year did a, a bobblehead for Star Wars night, which is a theme night with Aaron Nola, and we're like, all right, is he going to come with the longer hair like he did last year? Or what's with the beard situation? So it's like you kind of don't don't quite know how they're going to come back the next year. Uh, yeah. I think he did all right with that one because. And J-Roll was a great example of that, right? right? With the J-Roll hair, right? Sometimes yep. had the cornrows, yep. other times he'd let it go, and and that kind of changed what the bobblehead would look like yeah absolutely yeah. the the, the, uh, the figurine that you mentioned earlier today with the we did a we did three figurines in 2005 and and j-roll had the cornrows for yeah, that yeah yeah and well now i know uh, on may 27th toyota is sponsoring the reese hoskins figurine so that's another one of those um items does the player get a look at that or you you, you bring it down to him once it's well yeah time? yeah we'll bring it down to him it's actually one of those st- you know it's kind of a, a, an old retro thing it's a starting lineup it's it's those those uh, i had i remember i had a um I had a Juan Samuel starting lineup that my, my mother probably bought me at the Toys R Us or something, uh, and and a, one of the promotional companies that we work with has that license now to bring starting lineups back. So we're doing the starting lineup uh, figure uh, with Reese, and it comes in like real packaging and looks like something that would be hanging on a on a on a peg in a in a uh, toy store. So that that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, so he'll get a, a kick out of that. What, we'll, yeah. what we do do with those guys is we'll we'll bring down a case or two of them that once they come in so they can have them and give them their friends and all that stuff. What's the response sometimes from the locker room? You know, do guys, uh, you know, kind of bust on the guy? Do they all come over and take a look? Do it, they, it, uh, it, dep- it depends. Yeah, yeah. It does. Like, I remember, I remember the – I got a call uh, – you know, on our phones, it tells you who's calling, and it said Clubhouse. So this was 2005. And I had to come down. We were doing the figurine, and it was Bobby Abreu. And he's like, they were like, Bobby wants to see you because we had sent it down with the PR folks, I think. And he, I go to his locker, and he looks at me, and he gives me a big smile, and he looks at the, the figurine. He's like, it's not, that's not me. You know, I, I have a big smile, and and then he, and then he shows, and I'm getting all, I'm like sweating because this thing's doing like <laughs> right in two months, and you got a, a lot, a lot of lead time here. And then he shows me his grip on his bat, and he had a unique grip where he, his fingers, his bottom fingers, right hand, and the top finger of his left hand, kind of. Uh, 
uh, intertwined. Interlock, like golf. So, yeah. So he showed it to me, and I'm like, that's that's kind of cool. I don't even know if I knew that. And we we ended up being able to get that that grip in the uh, in the figurine. So that was kind of a cool cool. Uh, there was addition. another time when we it was right in J Roll's uh, beginning of his career, and when they started calling him J Roll, but we were we we th- we didn't know whether it was J Roll or J Row. J Row, we thought right? it was J Row. So yeah. we thought it was J Row. We, we did a J Row T-shirt, yep. and it was a mock-up T-shirt. And you sent me down there to go, and so I show the T. I'm all excited. I'm, I'm like, oh, Jimmy's gonna love this first. I think it was one of his first giveaways. Yep. And so I show him the shirt. He's like, J B. It's J Roll, not J Row. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> But at least it didn't. We, yes, we, that was easy to we catch. We put out the we, fire yep, before the fire exactly, hit. Exactly, and he was J roll ever since. Now so. we're recording this on Thursday. Okay, so tonight, uh, again on this day of recording, uh, it is our first um, Throwback Thursday. So tell the listeners there what Throwback Thursday is. Yeah, I'm all I'm all fired up, man. I I love as you guys know, I love the the throwback stuff, the retro stuff. We've done. 60s a couple times, early 60s, late 60s. We'd run 70s. I think last year we did 80s. Um, I think we did 82 or something, 83. Uh, so this year, and it's it, we're doing it different this year. It's not going to be over one weekend. Um, we are going to have a little uh, 1990s weekend in, in June kind of to celebrate the 93 guys, uh, 25th anniversary of them. But that's the same uniform that we wear now, so you can't really get fun on the field. So uh, what we're going to do this year is five Thursdays. So we're going to spread it out over three months, starting on, on April 19th. And the team and the twist here is we're wearing the powder blue uniforms, which is a traditionally very a, popular a road uniform. And we wore it last year for, for Milwaukee's uh, 1982 weekend. And, you know, it was the first time our fans had seen it in a little while. But uh, it's, it's such a popular color scheme. Uh, we haven't worn it since, I think, 87 uh, we wore from about 72 to 87, at least on the on the road, and then we went to that gray. Uh, so it's really still pretty popular. The home fans are going to see it now, um, and and the 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 hat is the same as as what they would wear at home back in the day. The, the burgundy with the with the uh, stylish 1970s 80s p. Uh, so and we're going to add a few more elements. We're going to add there, there'll be a, there was a really cool logo back then uh, that we wore on our jersey from 84. To 91, which was the Independence Hall logo, and it said Philadelphia at the top. Uh, so that will be a sleeve patch on this jersey. We're going to have that as the batting circle for us uh, for those five games. Uh, so that'll be people will be able to see that on field. We're going to have an organist uh, kind of uh, accenting some of the some of the music in the in the ballpark. Uh, so you know he'll be doing the the, the uh, he'll be playing up. in the Diamond Club. He'll be playing. He'll be in and the Diamond Club in through the yep yeah. So the so uh, you know the FanVision folks will just cue him in, like give us one of those charge things or or give us a, a quick uh, quick hit. You're gonna he'll, they'll, he'll go in and out of innings uh, that way, and then there'll be some um, '80s music throughout the throughout the game. And then FanVision, when you look up on FanVision, the Phillies logos up there will be. In the in the 80s script, and the ground crew and the ball girls will be wearing the ball girls will be the wearing fanatic. and the fanatic the fanatic will be wearing his white one because the, the blue one's not quite ready. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're working on a blue. We're jersey working for on the it. We'll, we'll we'll get there. But yeah, and 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 the fanatic will be doing some you know 80s type skits. We might have some some old friends come back and yes. and uh, Mr. Uh, Larry Bow will be throwing out the first pitch uh, tonight. Uh, he wore the powder blues uh, for about seven, eight years there. So it's uh, and every every one of those Thursdays, you'll have a different uh, alumni from that era. Uh, we're, the first pitch. We're shooting for it. Uh, we are. We've got uh, 
the last two. Well, I know we have Mr. Dan Plesak doing it. Uh, the last game because he was something. He did something on MLB Network in December. Like I've never thrown a first pitch anywhere. So uh, that is MLB Network night. So we're gonna have Dan Plesak. And the, so and even though he didn't pitch in the '80s, we'll still he's still <laughs> alumni. He's still and we'll give him a powder blue jersey yes, to, to throw right. it out. So it, <laughs> like it does fit. And then another guy that didn't play in the '80s, but just happens to be being honored on a Thursday, June 14th, is Jim Tomey. Um, actually, he did. He, ironically, the first uh, game he ever played for us, opening day 2003, um, we wore our our burgundy uh, uniforms because it was the last year of the vet. And I believe he, I, I believe he actually he wore the, the powder blue in a game in um, in uh, Baltimore uh, to celebrate their 1983 World Series win against us. So I think he actually did wear the uniform. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's become a big part of our promotional schedule, you know, the, mm-hmm. the retro night, uh, but also this idea of theme nights. I, I, sometimes I think, John, that people don't know that they can go on our website, phillies.com forward slash theme nights, and then buy your tickets on that page mm-hmm. because there are other giveaways. We've 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 kind of done some different things with giveaways and and those are and, extremely and limited. It's it's yeah. it's usually yeah. the first five hundred fans that buy tickets to the on the theme nights web page yeah. and they're awesome gifts. And yeah, well, I know on April twenty fourth, are we doing this mystery bobble night? What's is that going to be yeah. happening? Yeah, that that's just uh, it's you know it's kind of a we've we've had accumulated bobbleheads over the past few years and people are big bobblehead fans so they don't know which one they're getting but they could get you know one of the Schmidt ones from last year of one of um, of Shane Victorino one from a couple years ago Did or I see, Charlie uh, the fanatic a uh, uh, Star Wars fanatic bobble might be part of that mix too. I think we might have uh, flown a few in there. Yeah, okay. floated a few in yeah, there. I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw the picture online. Yeah. I, and it just reminded me of another. Uh, <laughs> Brazier idea that got uh, put on the cutting room floor was the Chooch Baca. All right, Chooch I wanted ba- for Star Wars Chooch Baca. So if you ever want to resurrect that one, you know, feel free. It's well, uh, another lost idea. Well, it's funny. Star Wars is they are fantastic to work with. They totally get it. They, you know, there's no real licensing uh, dollars or anything like that. They just want to. They want to their name out there still. Uh, and we're doing that on, on uh, May 25th because the new Han Solo movie comes out on May... Uh, May 23rd. I May 20- we're May 23rd. Night. The movie yep. comes out May 25th, well, so we're right before. And if it, that right. lefty of ours uh, in the bullpen becomes a big uh, big uh, star, it could be uh, the Hubi Juan Kenobi um, bobbing head dog. Well, he, he's a fan. <laughs> Is he? He's a fan, yes. Okay. So, yeah, he... And it was funny, we... <laughs> Uh, Lucas, I just thought of that one. Yeah, though. Lucasfilm is great with with letting us do stuff. They do have some rules, right? Yes, Darth I know. can't. Darth has to be serious. Yeah, John, you know when we bring Star, have Star Wars night, we have all the characters here. That's one of the cool things about these nights is that the, everybody in the organization kind of is is involved. Right. Even the broadcasters. I mean, we had Ch- Chewie was on the. On the open, on the open, <laughs> you know, we had uh, wasn't Greg Murphy a, uh, a star trooper? Maybe Jimmy Storm was. Trooper, I right. think he. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in any event, everybody gets excited. But the fanatic, it's like these are the the greatest games for the fanatic. There's so much to play with. Right. And he has been trying to get Darth Vader to do the YMCA for like the last five years. <laughs> and and the Lucas people say, nope, Darth Vader does not. Dance, right. he doesn't. Serious, that's too Tom. silly. Very yes. serious. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's part of the fun. The fanatic trying to get Darth Vader. Exactly, to dance. it's that's <laughs> part of the gig. And then we kind of we don't get around it, but we bring kids up there dressed as sure. Darth Vader, and they're yes. obviously you know. we have stormtroopers right. shooting hot dogs because it's like, well, you know, in in the movies, the storm 
troopers shoot their laser guns. Right. Well, you know, this is kind of like a laser gun. It just is hot dogs. Hot dogs, yeah. That's right. And now, I remember a couple of years ago when we had the we had the uh, stormtroopers out there uh, in the uh, lineup card exchange. Uh, and it's just, you know, the four umpires, the two managers, or, or yeah. a rep. And after the lineup card exchange, the umpires were like, can you take a picture of us with these guys? And <laughs> we have a great picture of the of the four uh, umpires and, like, five uh, uh, stormtroopers. The it was thing awesome. I remember about the lineup change is the stormtroopers are out there with the umpires, and the fanatic likes the goose, you know, goose guys in the back. So he goes to goose one of the stormtroopers, but because he's covered in, like, this armor, he doesn't feel it. So the fanatic keeps <laughs> goosing him. But, but the stormtroopers, the stormtroopers, not he's not moving. You know, he's not reacting. But, uh well, what do you say, John? We, you know, this has been great having Scott here. Um, Scott, thanks for coming. Um, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Being part of our Phillies Backstage podcast. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, you'll, you'll keep working and coming up with crazy ideas. That's our job. And uh, it's all good. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back and, and wrap some things up. Toyota brings you the Reese Hoskins starting lineup collectible figure. Free to all kids 14 and under. Sunday, May 27th at 1.35 against the Toronto Blue Jays. Order tickets now at phillies.com. And we are back, Phillies backstage. Tom Burgoyne here with John Brazier. And, uh, you know, we're, that was fun, John. And we're going to have a lot of fun with this podcast, but um, talking about the giveaways, it does bring up great memories when you're a kid and coming home with the bat, you know, or the glove or some of these goofy giveaways used to give away. Uh, but then having Scott here is, is great. And I know since we, you know, we're now involved, I mean, I, I know the Fanatic has had so much fun with some of these uh, theme nights, some of our promotions. Uh, when we start talking about our retro nights and when we relive certain decades, you know, we go back to the 60s, 70s, 80s. When well, we what, and when they, well, I was going to say, the funny part too, Tom, is being in those meetings, and let's say it'll be, we'll say like the 70s or 80s. Well, when we say the 70s, most of the people in the meeting, there's, and there's what, about 30 people in our meetings, right? right? Most of the people have no, we'll be talking about, oh my God, remember this, remember that show, remember that movie, remember that character? Okay. And they're all looking at us like we have 10 heads because they have no idea, you know, what Adam 5 is or. <laughs> and then when there's a 90s retro Manics. night, it's like, I don't know what people are talking about. You know, they're talking about the movies that they grew up with right. that are really mean a lot to them. But these are, you know, they're in their, these kids are in their 20s and early well, that, 30s. I'll give you a perfect example. They were, there was a, there was a movie, um, can't remember the name, a uh, Clueless, right? Clueless, right? And it was, I guess it must have been obviously the nineties, right? Yeah. And they said, oh, someone's gonna, someone can dress up as Cher, and I said Cher from the nineties. They're like Cher from the the, the movie Clueless. <laughs> I'm like, oh, um, but and actually we did. I think it was two years ago. Um, it was the eighties. And and again, I I dress up along with other people. We go around to TV stations, radio stations, and I was um, uh, cousin Eddie from uh, from lamp or from vacation. But it was really it was it was Christmas vacation because and Christmas vacation was past the retro year. But that's when he was down there with the big hose outside, and he had on his bathrobe. He had on the Elmer Fudd hat. Yeah. He had on you know he had a cigar. And he said, something's full, right, Clark? <laughs> right. So I decided that would be my getup. So I go with all these interns around at TV stations, radio stations. I'm up in 555 City Avenue, and I'm up in this office building. We just hit the elevator. We got 10 people dressed up as you know different characters. And again, I've got a cigar in my mouth, 8 in the morning, and I got that whole getup. And I hear this, hey, Brazier, 
it's a friend of mine from way back when <laughs> who is who is giving a tour. I guess he's in real estate, commercial real estate. <laughs> and you're dressed and as he's, Eddie yes, from and he's, vacation. And he's trying to lease this, you know, this office space to these clients. And I'm, <laughs> and he sees me dressed up in this outfit. So sometimes some of these retro don't really go so well. Well, what I remember from that retro night, John, was the '80s night uh, because you know a big band back then was Kiss. Yes, the band Kiss. And I remember seeing online this group. Uh, they were called Mini Kiss, and they were short people, and they would dress up as the Kiss members, and they would perform, which, well, we did some digging. We thought they were live. You know, we saw some YouTubes like, right. man, these guys are great. Let's bring them in. So we brought them in, but they weren't exactly what we thought we were getting. <laughs> we thought, you know, these guys perform live. We had them out on Ashburn Alley before the game, and they plug in. It's like, here comes this unbelievable rock concert. And, and remember, these these guys are uh, nobody's taller than you know three foot eight probably. Right. I don't know. know what the proper term midgets, dwarfs, or yeah, they it, were. It was part of their gimmick. Yes. But uh, it turns out they just kind of had a soundtrack that they lip sync slash sang over. Well, well, the best part is they didn't <laughs> sing the songs. So you're right. There was lip syncing. Yeah. They didn't play their instruments. No. And so somebody said, someone came up to me and said, they said, they're not singing the song. They're not playing the instrument. I said, who cares? They look great. Exactly right. <laughs> right. I know the fanatic loved them, uh, you know, because we brought them out here uh, on the on the field in the right. fifth inning. You got to get them on really fast yep. and get them off really fast. And uh, it was just well, and, and I talked, they played McFadden's afterwards, yes, and I went up to the manager afterwards and said, hey, thanks for bringing these guys down. They were great. He said, hey, these guys can do other bands, too. If you want them dressed up as mini ABBA, they could be <laughs> they could be mini, like, Stones. They could be mini, you know, Justin Timberlake. Is that right? I yes, and I'm looking that. at him like, wow, is this, that's, you know, that was this guy's business. And then, but again, if you're lip syncing and pretending to do right. the instruments, but Kiss has that with the makeup and everything. Well, you know. these guys, and they all had... You know, thick New York accents. Oh, it's yeah. Like, okay, what do you want to hear next? Uh, we got another <laughs> song coming for you. We'll do a slow ballad. Beth. We'll do Beth. Can we do a slow ballad? We love those guys. and We, we took a lot of pictures with them. We had yes. a great time that night with uh, Mini Kiss. But, uh, John, you know what? You know what time it's now? It's now time for Backstage Trivia Challenge. You know, you kind of... Uh, you know, you surprised me last week yep. and asked me some questions. Uh, but basically, this is something we want to do every week. We're going to go and ask the players. They they all have their hobbies, uh, some kind of expertise in a, in a particular... Could be a TV uh, show. TV shows. Could cook, be cooking. Star Wars. Yeah, could be yeah. Scott Kingery, I think, reads, uh, reads a lot, so maybe we'll talk to him about He's books. also a big Friends fan. He does. That's right. So, so we're going to ask him about Friends. But I know you, John. You're... Um, Director of Fun and Games, but you are also a music aficionado, right? So we're not doing World Capitals? No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No. No World Capitals. No State Capitals? No, because I, I know you love Presidential trivia. And because we had John, uh, Scott in here and we were going retro, uh, we're going to go a little retro with this trivia quiz. Okay. And it's going to be one hit wonders from the 70s which I, I that should be right up my alley because i bought a lot of those 45s yes. for those uh younger than 40 you don't know what i'm talking about but i used to go down to woolworth uh and buy for 99 cents a 45 and i'd be all excited because i had an a side a b side absolutely and 45 and, everybody and, bought and i think i had another a lot of those ktel albums like dynamite <laughs> yeah. that had a lot of these one hit wonders so i should be I should do fairly well at this. All right. Well, here we go. How about first song? Are you going to sing these, or are you just going to no, tell me the song? I will not be singing. I might, I might break out in song. Okay. You never know. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those cats were fast as lightning. That is Carl Douglas. Carl I am Douglas. one for one. You are one for one. Oh, by the way, uh, 
I, I love my Fanatic bucket hat. That's what I won last year for winning. Yep. And uh, Scott Brandreth left right here a uh, Fanatic bucket hat. Nice. And this is what you're playing for. All kids 14 and under. All kids 14 and under. April 29th. You got it. All right. How about Afternoon Delight? Rubbing sticks and stones together, that would be a Starland vocal band. And this is not, we did not sync up <laughs> here, right? Up. I, 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 don't know, I don't know what, it, what questions <laughs> you're throwing at me, but obviously I have a... <laughs> you're a sick, sick man. 1976, Afternoon Delight. And you know what? I'm thinking there's probably some uh, Starland vocal band you know, f- uh, fan out there listening to this going, they weren't a one-hit wonder. They had, I had like right. eight of their albums. They yes. were, they, you know. But no, you're right. The Starland Star vocal, vocal band. All right. How about this hit from 1970? Ride, Captain Ride. Um, that was uh, uh, Blue. Um, oh. That was Blue uh, Blue something. Oh, you're, um, you're so, you got half of it. Yes. Um, blue Story, Blue. Blue, what, what is it? The Blues Image. The Blues Image. Uh, I, I you were close. was close. We're gonna get it. I'm going to give you a half a point for that one. All, right, all, all right. right. I'm, I'm a generous. 70. Good. All right. So here we go. How about this one from 1972? Stuck in the Middle with You. Stuck in the Middle with You. Was that Steeler's Wheel? Steeler's Wheel is correct. Jerry Rafferty was the lead singer of Steeler's Wheel, and he went on to sing Baker Street and, uh, and fairly other songs. Now, I went online with Steeler's Wheel. I didn't recognize one other song. But, again, that could be one of those groups people thought, oh, no, they were pretty good. Were they, do you consider them a one-hit oh, wonder? Oh, total, total one-hit yeah, wonder. Yeah. But, again, Jerry Rafferty went on to a, right. to a solo career. All right. How about this one? Is this uh, the last one, by the way? This is the last one. So right now, so I've got to end on a good note. Three and a I've half got three and, and a half. Four. And uh, here it is, the last one. I think you know this because I think we've talked about this before. Billy, don't be a hero from 1974. That is just right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Walking on Main Street. That is Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods. Well, yes, uh, it is. I can tell you. At least my version was Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods. There's also Doug Anthony's All Stars, no. but actually the band that was attributed to this song probably the most was Paper Lace. Paper Lace. No, Paper Lace was Sh- Night Chicago Died. Oh my gosh! All right, you <laughs> know what? I'm giving you the paper, bucket hat. Paper, <laughs> paper <laughs> Lace was the Night Chicago you Died. Something Bo else. Donaldson and the Haywoods was Billy Don't Be a Hero. You need something else in your life. Every listener out there knows that. <laughs> That's over 50 years old. All right. Well. Well, uh, you're getting the bucket hat. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> John, we have a big announcement coming up. By the time this podcast airs, maybe the word's going to be out there. But and, and actually, do not tell the fanatic this. Don't tell the fanatic. That really, this is an exclusive. Uh, on Friday, April 20th, we have Asian Pacific Night. And we are going to surprise the fanatic that night in the fifth inning with a round-trip airfare to Tokyo, Japan. Wow. Yes, he's going to Tokyo, well, now what's Japan. He, well, now, what's he, why is he going to Tokyo? Well, it turns out the uh, team over there, the Tokyo ya- Yakult Swallows, Yakult Swallows uh, who are kind of the the – the lesser team in Tokyo. The, the they're like the Mets. Japan. They're like the Mets of Tokyo. They're the Mets of Tokyo. Whereas the Yamaniri Giants, the Tokyo Giants, are the Yankees. Are kind of the Yankees. Correct. So they've invited the Fanatics to go over there and perform at two games. And um, yeah, we haven't told him yet, but it's going to be cool. He's been there before, John. He's been there three other times, but uh, he hasn't been for about 15 years. So uh, he's going to be really excited is he going to uh, go to cultural school so he understands the you know how to, to understand the protocols of the japanese culture yes bowing he's a big bower okay when he goes over there he bows to everybody so uh i think that's the one thing he knows uh he knows how to order sake okay um, good and, karaoke uh, is he karaoke? Do some karaoke? he'll be doing some nice. karaoke over there 
Um, that'll be interesting since he can't talk, Jack. <laughs> but uh, so we're really getting excited about that. Um, so that's going to be a big announcement. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's right. Yeah, I, Rob Brooks is back here. He wanted to be part of that '70s one-hit wonder challenge. Yeah, but, um, I'd like to be part of the Tokyo trip. <laughs> 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 All right. No, John, we're, we're going to leave you at home. The FNAG's leaving you at home. He took you to Puerto Rico some years ago. That's and true. Twice. Th- and you're not going back. Right. So, uh, John, this is fun. I love this podcast. We're having a, a great time. I hope uh, you folks out there in computer land are uh, listening and downloading uh, our podcast. Uh, we're going to come back next week because the FNAG birthday is coming up. Uh, and when we talk about backstage stories, John, there has been so much that's gone over uh, b- backstage over the last 40 years at the Fanatic Birthdays. Uh, we're actually going to have a very special guest. I can't wait to bring him in next week. Uh, so tune in. John, it's been a blast. Tom, go Phils. Go Phils, and we'll see you at the ballpark. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.